0: I love that we laugh so much. I'm Renee Barabow, The Practical Shaman, and this is The Shaman's Cave, and we are happy to be here laughing with you. But we have a serious subject today, so don't laugh too hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, I had this insight last night. Um, uh, For quite a while now, I've been reading, I think it was a year or two ago, in uh, Women's Health. There was an article on how many um, women are too sensitive for um, uh, medical treatments today, Uh, supplements, vitamins, um, medical treatments. And this isn't just in America, although I think it's most in America due to a lot of what we're dealing with here. But it's all over the world because I hear from people all over the world, people contacting me with what what's going on. And so um, one of the things this article put out, which was obvious, I was just so happy to see it in a mainstream um, magazine like uh, Women's Health, is that What we're calling sensitive women are psychic and in the old days, they were the healers of uh, their communities, they were the shamans of their communities. This was actually in a mainstream article. And um, what what is their role now here? And last night I was thinking about that because I'm one of those sensitive women who's really struggling with trying to live here um, in this dimension of reality. I have a lot of uh, physical things I'm challenged with. And what's been helping me the most is um, I'm starting to speak my truth more. And a lot of people listening uh, would go, Sandra, you always spoke your truth. (laughs) (laughs) But not in the way that was um, physically important for my health. Um, You know, things that I spoke about when I saw things were going um, wrong or not right in a workshop, I would stand up and say, this is not appropriate behavior. So, yes, I, I am known for... Creating strong boundaries in my workshops to keep everybody safe. If the teacher doesn't know how to create strong boundaries, then their students aren't safe, and their students know that. But what about for me? I've been keeping my students safe for 40 years, but I've been keeping myself safe. And no, I have not. I, I swallow so much of the attacks that come at me. And so I realized last night, um, I realized last night, are, are women having such a hard time physically right now, not just because of all the chemicals and we're more the canary in the mine right now. So we're more sensitive to the chemicals that are, um, are hurting the health of every living being on this planet. But is it time for, uh, women to start to stand up and speak the truths that are coming through and bring through the divine information that's coming through that can change the collective right now. And how do we support women in feeling safe enough to do this at this time in the planet?
0: Mm. Well, there's just a lot to unpack there. Um, you know, because we're both that way. We both, you know, people, think that we speak our mind and that we just share that. And yet I, I I find that I, I eat a lot too. Um, You know, I work for a company and recently, like I've been watching as ideas that directly come from, you know, my intuition and my development and stuff like that. They like get usurped. They get changed. People take them and, And it's just like, well, is it that I, I, I I think there was a time in my life that when I spoke the truth, I didn't do it with a diplomacy. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. then, but then I, I retreated all the way back to where it's like, you know, the other night I was like furious about something and what I did instead of really finding the way to, to change those words into a productive thing, I took it to, you know, a Deeksha journey and transmuted it without ever sharing it and and i don't know if if that's a, a good thing or a not so good thing but it it's it's what i've learned to do in order to get along in this work situation because i and this is how i justify it is like oh well you know i'm i'm working on this next book and i'm trying to get this new tribe built and all of this and once that's done i can speak up again i mean so i i totally get what you're saying it's like you know how do i be in this world authentic in this world and be heard in a way that is productive to both me and the other people listening right
1: yeah it's 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 almost like we're in an in-between time you know you see um um Uh, Kids, of course, are coming in more sensitive and they're coming in with more knowledge and that's always happened with every generation. Um, Kids are born knowing the challenges that they're going to be facing so they come in with a particular kind of knowledge but kids are coming in more sensitive. And um, how do they express themselves in school because they're put on drugs and women are put on drugs or they lose their jobs or call crazy, you know, all, all all the things in between. Some people really love um, having a woman in their office who speaks up, but that's not true in a lot of cases. So in an in-between time, because we are in an in-between time where when I say uh, I'm speaking my truth more, it's, 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 uh, it's going to end relationships that were never feeding me, mm-hmm. are not going to hurt me on a professional level, or in my work or in my life, it's, it's clearing out more than um, losing something. And um and, but we are, it is very challenging. And I've had to deal with this for 40 years being um, a female shamanic teacher because when I first started, there weren't shamanic female teachers out there. And so um, it is really tricky. And I think um, I think uh, for people who are willing to do some journaling and writing, And really letting out um, their inner poetry, Um, not just the challenges that are happening, but what's the beauty that they want to express that they haven't been able to express. You know, doing things in a local community, doing things in your own spiritual practice, starting to write, starting to paint. Um, the question I keep asking my body is what is my body trying to express right now? Because it's trying to express something. (laughs) So I dance, I write, I sing, um, just giving it space. Uh, so it doesn't even mean we have to go into the workplace and say, you must listen to me, (laughs) um, uh. It might just mean that we have to find our own personal voice in our own personal lives first and let our bodies express and trying different um, things. You know, shamans and shamanic cultures, singing and dancing was how people kept their sanity (laughs) and and made it through all the suffering. Um, uh, People all over the world who have been oppressed, who have been hurt on unbelievable levels, went to their death singing. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so that is a way for sensitive women right now to start to build up a resilience and a strength inside of themselves. And things are changing. And as Mm -hmm. things keep changing, we can all slowly start to speak what's on our mind about um, things that are important to our communities and our collective, things that we've been afraid to say, but we're actually getting, whether it's from our own soul, our own intuition, or from divine beings, we're getting unbelievable information. I mean, amazing information, but a lot of women are too afraid to share it. So I think finding ways in your own personal life is a good way to do that.
0: Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that. People who haven't really taken care of themselves or spoken up in a certain way. It's become a life or death issue for them. And there was a, um, there was a woman in in my group who um, got diagnosed with, you know, like third stage breast cancer and, you know, the doctors gave her this course to do. And she's there like, she, we, part of the work that we had done was was she had done a really deep inventory. Like really, it was like right before she got diagnosed, we did this really deep inventory and then she gets this diagnosis and the doctor said, yeah, the, you know, chemo, radiation, let's cut it out. And she, knowing that she was really clean from that deep inventory, which is, you know, one of the processes that I really work hard with is that she She said, no, that's not what my spirit's requesting here. You know, that's not what my journey is here. And she said no to them. And she did her own journey. And lo and behold, the doctor was quite surprised when, you know, she came back after her journey with it all. And, you know, the the tumors were gone. Mm -hmm. And. You know, and so many times, and I'm not saying that sometimes maybe, you know, radiation or chemo is the right way, because I know other shamanic practitioners who did that route, why they were doing the praying and why they were doing the other things. And, you know, there's a a whole movie on an ayahuasca movie about the woman who, who died of the cancer and kept going back to the ayahuasca and saying, why aren't you healing me? And the ayahuasca said, Hey, I sent you to the best physician in the world and you denied them, you know, it's like you, you know, you, but if we're not listening because there's so much other noise, how do we, how do we know what the right answer is for us? Like, are you running so fast that you don't even have time to listen?
1: Right. Yeah. I, I, um, I kind of have an opposite story to that. Um, I I used to have a, a listed number, and people people used to. <laughs> you should hear how the woman screamed at me who got my old number. <laughs> she was like, all night long; I never stopped. I said, "Did you ever think of changing your number?" <laughs> anyway, so, that's what I did. <laughs> so I. Um, I had a student call me at three o'clock in the morning and I pick up the phone and she goes, hi, this is how you doing. And I said, do you know what time it is? And she said, I didn't wake you, did I? And I said, well, it's three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I was sleeping, but I'm here. What's happening for you? And she said, I'm a nurse. And I knew that she was a close student of mine. And she got diagnosed with, um, really, uh, I I don't know, a a very minor case of breast cancer. And um, her doctor said, this is so minor, don't do anything with it. Her intuition told her to have a complete uh, mastectomy. Her doctor said, this is crazy. Her family said, this is crazy. Her friends said, this is crazy. And she, this is what she really felt she needed to do for her health. This. It was a message that was coming so strong to her. And so you know, it's three o'clock in the morning and um, I believe I would not make that choice for myself, but we stayed on the phone for an hour at least and she was so clear about it I told her she should follow her intuition. And so I think I think that's another piece is that a, a lot of the places that women are going to for help don't understand some of the conditions that are are happening, and so I, I know for myself, I oftentimes feel disempowered when a doctor is sitting there telling me what's happening for me when they don't have the slightest idea what's going on, not the slightest idea. So then I feel. I feel disempowered, like my truth doesn't doesn't make a difference, and so I think I think for me, um, not stepping up at work and getting fired is one thing, but saying being able to say to a doctor, "I feel like you're leading me down the wrong path. This is not what I need." I think that these are places that we need to start speaking up about. And again, if all of this is too scary to do, uh, you know, sing it, dance it, write it, um, uh, dream it, um, journey on it, um, you know, see what comes up for you of what is your body trying to express if you're very sensitive right now.
0: That's so important, and also being able to advocate for yourself, you know. I mean, because there's a lot of my friends right now who are going through some pretty traumatic kind of stuff, and it's like I, I'm watching like the one learn to speak up for themselves in a way that it's like, hmm, you know, I'm coming to you a couple times a week, I need you to meet me and push me, and you know, and because. We can all get complacent. I know how, like, I remember when I used to cater, I had menus that were easy to make, you know, like, you know, teaching, sometimes you have a thing that's easy to do and, and not that it doesn't always change, but that we can fall into our own ruts and our own routines about how we, we, we've put ourselves to healing. And, and so it's really good to watch somebody who hasn't really um, advocated for themselves and for whatever the reason is really come to terms with this is life or death for me. I need to advocate for what I believe. And, you know, I'm coming to you. I need you to research this with me, take it deeper and get me the, the tools that I need to, to heal this.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, um, I think the most important thing is, uh, number one, I think that women, um, men need to do this too. And there are sensitive men out there too. So I hope that the show is speaking to you. (laughs) also. Um, We need to love ourselves first, because we're not never going to know how to speak our truth. If we don't love ourselves, we're never going to know how to speak our truth if we don't love ourselves. And the real truth, And we have to feel worthy Um, and so these are uh, big issues and I think as women and men um, who feel like they don't have a way to express the beauty that wants to come through them that they came here to express I mean you came here to express something. And if an illness is coming in, that's an obstacle. It's pushing you back. It's not letting you express. And so as you can drop in to uh, reflecting on do I love myself and do I feel worthy of being, um, living out my destiny, uh, living out what my soul is really asking for, I think once we can really get empowered inside of ourselves of um, feeling that love and feeling that self-worth, then it becomes a little bit easier to say what you need to say that reflects your true identity. And it might not even be challenging. It might just be the beauty that you, you are guided to share right now. But you're too afraid of sharing the beauty because you're afraid of getting judged for sharing beauty, which Mm -hmm. happens in our culture.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. I was thinking about, is it that I don't love myself or is it that I don't prioritize my time? Mm -hmm. I think some of it is, is probably for me a combination of that I always have been too busy. Too busy, too busy, too busy. And this year I've had to prioritize time a little bit differently because I've made a concerted effort to put my family first. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and even things like that is like, so maybe you can't speak up, but maybe you don't make yourself a priority, you know, so it could be hand in hand. So for me, it's like, okay, how do I, how do I advocate for the time that I need to have some spaciousness around, you know, I've had this little foot injury and like, you know, to to make enough time to ice it. (laughs) (laughs) Like you would think that would be really simple, but I mean, there might be a a little thing that ice is cold and I don't want to, you know, but like lately I have really been watching myself. I was at the farm store yesterday. I say, okay, do they have a bucket that I can soak my foot in? Like, it's like that kind of like, I've got to find the right bucket to soak my foot in. And it's like, So, what obstacles do I put in the way for myself to even listen to that the spirits? I mean, Sandra said you need to soak your foot. Somebody else has said you need. (laughs) I mean, how many times do people have to say soak your foot in ice? Before it's like, you know, before that I even listen. I mean, how many times, it's like that Phoenix, that University of Phoenix commercial where how many times the guy have to see 11 before he knows he's supposed to go get, you know, the, 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 his master's. So it's like, sometimes we get all of the signs and we still don't listen. And, and what is that about?
1: Yeah. You know, we really allow ourselves to be distracted. Ourselves To be distracted. I mean, I, I watch um, uh, Woods, my husband and I, you know, we're both on our way to do something. And all of a sudden, something else calls our attention. And uh, before we know it, the end of the day has happened and we never did the thing that we were on our way to do. We live in we live in a world of distractions right now. It's a little bit of a circus. It feels to me like a circus out there. I hear like hawkers all the time. You know, you turn on the on the internet and your emails are selling something, and Facebook, uh, social media is selling. It's so noisy, and so I I do believe that part of um, being able to find our truth and to even hear it. Um, is about letting some of the noise out of our lives mm-hmm. a little bit more quiet and reflecting uh, a little bit more.
0: I think that's a great idea. I think I'll take a wind walk on this. And not only I'm going to, instead of asking like, you know, where do I find the bucket to soak my foot? Like, what is this thing that keeps me from taking that good care of myself, even though I've heard that I should. So like really go to the wind or go out in nature and ask, you know, what is this that's keeping me from doing this better self care or this listening or the speaking up, like, and really asking for what is the essence of that? And like then having, you know, doing a wind bath or something to remove that essence. I think that's a great tip for me. I think I'm going to follow my own advice.
1: Yeah, I think you should do that. And I also think um, a, a great tool um, is after you've done something that you did for yourself, does it put a smile on your face?
0: Does it put an ice cream in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so good. I get ice cream. <laughs> God, I'm in a silly mood today. Well, I think people get the point. And I would love to know how, you know, for these sensitive ones, like one of my sensitivities is I've never been able to drink, eat, eat anything with artificial sweeteners in it. It's like on my tongue. It doesn't feel right. I've never been able. And that's one that I've just never doubted. So do you have something that's so strong for you that you've just never doubted it and you've never done it? And then what is the one you're struggling with to you've gotten the message, but you you still aren't, you know, making the diet adjustments or the herb adjustments or the time adjustments in order to have that optimal health for yourself.
1: I think that's a, a great question. And I think it's a wonderful way to end our show. And we just want to remind you, um, to like us and to subscribe. And if you find the show meaningful in any way, uh, please comment on it. It helps us out a lot. And and Renee and I do feel uh, worthy um, about the show. We feel like um, we are helping people and that's the feedback that we're getting. So we're, we're finding that people are liking our truth um so we're in this we're in a loop of reciprocity right now of receiving a lot of love for what we're sharing and 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 that's a wonderful message for us and to help us even more subscribe and like and comment thank you everyone
0: blessings well,